this is no, this is the media majors podcast. Stop singing! Stop singing with the beat. This is media majors. I'm Liam Senior. This is Tom Lockney. Tom, Jesus Christ! This is the this is the this is the theme. This is gonna be the theme of the podcast, and you are singing over it. Never. This is media majors. And we're back. I missed, you know what? I missed seeing your pixelated chest hair. I know yeah. it was nice to see it IRL in person. My God, y'all, the amount of buttons that are unbuttoned is too goddamn high. Hey, everybody, welcome to Media Majors, the, the podcast. podcast where Liam doesn't wear shirts fully on because it's hot in his apartment, and he doesn't put the AC on because it's very loud. <laughs> And Tom a, shame, body shames me for it. <laughs> it's a storytelling podcast. I'm interested in video games and internet culture. And your name is Thomas Lockney, and I'm Liam Senior. I'm Liam Senior, and I'm interested in uh, film and television and vehicular manslaughter. That's goddamn right. From personal experience, I believe, isn't I it? I love Russian car accident videos. I've been in one car accident. A regular Matthew Broderick you are. So yeah, we we tell stories. It's a lot of fun. We're all going to learn some stuff. And Tom is going to regale us with a story. Take it away. I Yes, I'm going first this week. And this will be our first fanfic-related episode. Yay! Sorry, well, I'm y'all. excited. I know, I know y'all are, like, rock hard right now. Just, like... If I if I punched you in your genitals, I'd break my fucking hand. But this is not going to get wet, wild, and ribbled, although it's related to erotica. Liam, how familiar are you with a woman named Anne Rice? Uh, she wrote Interview with a Vampire. Yes, she did. Anne Rice is an American author of gothic fiction, Christian literature, and erotica. <laughs> is that with a little enye over the whole word? <laughs> the whole word? Yep. <laughs> she's, as you said, she's best known for Interview with the Vampire, which listeners, you might know as a, a Tom Cruise Brad Pitt vehicle. Actually, a really good film. I like that film. Mm-hmm. Christian Slater's in it, too. She continued the series. Uh, it's known as the Vampire Chronicle. Interview with a Vampire. Second interview with a Vampire. First day of the new job with a Vampire. <laughs> Cindy from HR ate your lunch with a vampire. <laughs> it's actually Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, The Queen of the Damned, which is another good movie, I believe. Queen of the Damned! The Tale of the Body Thief, M- Memnock the Devil, Vampire Armand, one that's just called Merrick. Just. Yeah. Blood and Gold, Blackwood Farm, Blood Canticle? I don't even know what a canticle is. Claudia's story, Prince Lestat, and Prince Lestat and the Realms of Atlantis is in, is a 2016 novel. So this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, what about Prince Lestat uh, goes bananas? Uh, Prince Lestat saves Christmas again. Prince Lestat and the Leaky Cauldron. <laughs> That's a thing in Harry Potter. Fuck. She's also written a series of books called Christ the Lord. It's the Christ the Lord trilogy she's working on. It. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Judges. Dirty, wet fucking. Ooh. Book of Ruth is what I like to call that one. It's a good Christian joke. I would actually go so far as to to credit this woman for being the progenitor of young adult supernatural romance. 
Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, Twilight, which Bond also. Oh man, she gray. influenced, dude. She influenced Buffy. Like that's yeah. how old school we're talking. Yeah, and Rice, and Rice is one of the most influential writers of the twentieth, twenty-first century. So, Interview with the Vampire comes out in the late seventies, and the the series continues, and then the internet becomes a thing. When when Al Gore was sitting under that tree and a monitor fell on his head and yeah. he got an idea. Yes, Al Gore created the internet and then public fan fiction becomes a thing. Fan fiction, and this is the early days before people really understood what fan fiction was or mm-hmm. what it could be. And so lots of fanfic would begin with, quote, like like some sort of disclaimer. I do not own insert fandom here i don't own these characters i don't own this property blues clues is an existing property i'm just playing around with the world and characters what if paprika is an existing property that i do not own now let's begin my fan fiction blue has hot lesbian sex with magenta but magenta's a boy no they're they're both they're both girls and they were both chowing down on dog pussy Wow, right away, right away, just getting really riveled. <laughs> this is the fucking fan fiction episode. We're going to talk about pussy uh, and dick like a bunch. So, these fan fictions would begin with these disclaimers because this was in an era, again, where people didn't really understand what fan fiction was. And so, a lot of people would, creators, original creators, would go nuts and sue people. And Anne Rice was one of these people. Uh oh. There was actually about five years of peace in the Anne Rice fanfic community. This they, is peace time. The Anne Rice DMZ. So because this was so early on and people didn't really understand the legality of fanfiction, lots of these fanfic authors actually really took the extra mile and, and created a disclaimer system like the, the one I mentioned earlier. One popular disclaimer was, quote, this work is a non-profit amateur effort not intended to infringe on the rights of Anne Rice or any other copyright holder. Wow. Anne Rice's publishers were even aware of the fan fiction, even going so far as to link Anne Rice's official Random House page. Random House was her publisher. Publishing company. Yes. Uh, going so far as to link her Random House website page to these fanfic sites. That's cool. Then... On April 7th, 2000, right at the turn of the 20th century. A day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Under 47000, Miss Rice puts out a statement. Quote, I do not allow fan fiction. The characters are copyrighted. It upsets me terribly to even think about fan fiction with my characters. I advise my readers to write your own stories with your own characters. It is absolutely essential that you respect my wishes. Her response also to the disclaimers, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, there are disclaimers, doesn't that legally protect these fan fiction authors? Her response, another quote, even when done on a non-profit and or amateur basis, such use of Anne's characters without Mrs. Rice's permission constitutes copyright infringement. Now you'll notice I'm talking in the third, third person, person. And that's because she had a legal team to fucking hunt down and destroy. 
Uh, hi, ma'am. Is it true that on April 4th, 1999, you wrote the story Lestat and the Three-Cocked Wizard? Uh, yes, right? yes, that's true. This is such a, this is such a, th- this is such a high and mighty stance for somebody who's... Basically writing porn for moms. Yeah, whose who's preferred genre basically is fan fiction. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, sh- like, she's writing Bram Stoker fan fiction. She is literally writing Bram Stoker fan fiction. She's yeah. stroking off to Stoker. Bram Stoker. Bram Stroker again with the white bands. That was a bad joke. That was William a great Senior. joke. That was, that was a an amazing joke. joke. Add it again with the white vamps, Tom. That was amazing. Okay. There was like eight layers. It's like a dip. It's like a hearty Midwestern dip. Fucking gummy bears in the salad. Then the attacks begin. Of the clones. And I, I use attacks very deliberately. Me and many other folks, as I was researching this, attack was the word that I uh, found again and again. And it's because what Anne Rice did went beyond litigation. She emailed threats against fanfic authors. Take it down a notch, Miss Rice. If you get too steamed, you're going to get all soft and use loose your hard, grainy texture. It's a rice joke. Yeah. Didn't didn't think that was going to happen in this, but it did. Now, when I say she emailed threats, I I, I, I mean, I need to qualify because I'm going to I'm going to slip up and fuck this up. I mean, she and her legal team. Right, right, right. Look, this is this this podcast is under the comedy ta- category, and while it may not always be that, it's it's still a comedy show. Yeah, uh, the threats often regarded all fan fiction. The artists were uh, authors, rather, were writing not just Anne Rice fanfics. So, if you were writing Harry Potter fanfic, they would threaten you for that as well. I have a Tumblr post. I was tipped off. Because Susanna Polo, uh, who works for Polygon, mm-hmm. reblogged a post about this. Shout out to our friends at Polygon. And by that, I mean shout out to the people we want to be friends with on Polygon. So I'm going to read uh, I'm gonna read from the Tumblr post. And this is going to be a bit long, but That's it's fine. worth it. Because this is a primary source. Yeah. For the guys, modern day primary sources, man. Yeah. What's the fucking... We're, us two are like the fucking JSTOR of 2016. Hey, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. So this this post uh, begins talking about, like like I've spoken of, the, the disclaimers, the, the history of fanfic litigation, and then this person says, oh, hey, even more blast from the past. I was one of the ones who got a love letter from Anne Rice's lawyers. Bear in mind that up until that point, her publisher had encouraged fanfic and worked with the archive keeper, parentheses, one of my roommates at the time, to drum up publicity for upcoming books and so on. I could tell such tales of how much Anne screwed over her fans back then. The TLDR version is that she and her peeps would use fan projects as free market research and then bring in the lawyers once it was felt Anne could make money off of it herself. Oh! This person provides an example, parentheses, talismanic tours being one of the most offensive examples of this. Continued. But where fanfic is concerned, not only did we get nasty grams, but one of my friends had Anne's lawyer trying to fuck up her own privately owned business, which had, all caps, nothing to do with anything Anne related. 
Oof. Said friend was a small business owner with health issues who wasn't exactly rolling in money. So guess how well that went? Probably not very. On top of that, when yours truly tried to speak out about it, I discovered that someone in Anne's camp had been cyber-stalking me to the point where they took all the tiny crumbs of personal information I had posted over the course of five years or so. Jesus and used Christ. it Yeah, and used it to dox me, parentheses. Holy before, fucking shit. Yeah, right? Do we, to, do we have to explain what doxing is? Doxing. Doxing is... Hmm, it's like a cyber attack, but like it's not, it's like a personal cyber attack. Docs. Search for and publish private or identifying information about a particular individual on the internet, typically with malicious intent. So, okay, so for my Degrassi, the, hold on, for my Degrassi, the next class fans. Oh out my there, fucking God! When, when Maya Liam, gets doxxed by Miles' younger brother, this is an example of doxing. Let's get through, hey, Liam, never, let's never, get through one never, episode. Never, one episode! Never ever. Without you talking about Degrassi. My all -time favorite I'm Canadian sure it's a fine show, show and Drake seems like a very nice boy, <laughs> but this is media majors, not Degrassi majors, Liam Senior. Which is our other podcast, where I, I tie Tom to a chair and make him watch season 14 with me. And punch me over and over and season over. Season fourteen in the is actually dick. a pretty good season because they uh, uh they Jesus start to they start Christ. to like really push the characters, uh, especially Allie and Claire. But we don't have to go into that right now. <laughs> Claire gets pregnant. It's a whole thing. Why is this related at all? I don't know. Have you ever had a conversation with me? Anyways. Yep. Doxing, doxing is when personal information, yeah, like I said, it's doxing, part. personal information posted with malicious intent, it, it, it's, it, uh, you know, it, it's used to empower assholes who threaten folks uh, by calling in bomb threats or, or stealing identities, credit card information, things like that. That's what doxing is. Damn, Anne Rice doxed people. That's fucked up. Okay. Let me take, let me take that from the top. On top of when yours truly tried to speak about it, I discovered that someone in Anne's camp had been cyber-stalking me to the point where they took all the tiny crumbs of personal information I had posted over the course of five years or so and used it to dox me. And post very personal information about me on the main fandom message board at the time. Jesus. Luckily for me, the mod was my friend, and she took down that post post-haste. She took that down post-haste. But it was still oodles of fun feeling that violated... And why, to this day, I'm very strict about keeping my fandom and personal lives separate online. Smart. Hence why those of us in the fandom at the time who still gave enough of a shit to want to keep writing fic did keep writing fic, but shoved it so far underground and slapped it with so many disclaimers they could have outweighed the word count of War and Peace. <laughs> it wasn't just for the purpose of protecting fic, but for trying to protect our personal lives as well end quote that's insane so so you see the 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 vicious conduct that and rice it, it went beyond but by, uh, by the way i've done some reading on the legality of fanfic and hey guys turns out fanfic like 100 percent legal yeah as uh, like as long as you're not profiteering off of it which most of these 
authors Well, that's weren't. why E.L. James had to change the name. So, uh, not to digress, but a lot of people don't might not know this. Fifty Shades of Grey was originally um, S&M Twilight fanfic. Yeah. That became so popular that she had to change the name of the characters. Yeah. Fanfic is totally within legal bounds. Anybody who says otherwise is a fucking liar. And but nice. unfortunately, yeah, people with lots of money and time can make it a nightmare for people who have neither of those things. Uh, Anne Rice also threatened legal action against businesses like fanfic.net that would publish these fanfic, which is fucking crazy because they're not profiteering off of it either. They're just doing it because they like... I can't... Look, I'm not like a fanfic person. I don't write fanfic. I don't read fanfic. But like, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That's not, that's not entirely true. I... I am uh, studying television writing, and we have to do spec scripts, which is basically fanfic. Fanfic.net removed any Vampire Chronicles fanfic, though actually nowadays you can find a couple hundred of these on the site anyways. Uh, this, This was not legal action. This was harassment, just in case that's not obvious yet. And what these authors, these fanfic authors, ended up having to do is just, like, go into hiding. Jesus. Uh, that's the wording that I found... I haven't found any firsthand personal testimony, but but the general narrative that I've come across really coincides with the stuff spoken about on the Tumblr post where Anne Rice and her legal team went in and went in in a way that uh, violated people's personal privacy. Just trying to like sue the shit out of them, which is crazy because these people didn't have the money to fight off that the legal attacks uh from a page entitled where has Anne rice fan fiction gone under the header what if i want to write Anne rice fan fiction (laughs) the answer are you sure know what you're getting into the threat of personal harassment is very real Anne rice does not want you writing fanfic and she has the money to make you stop do you really want to try this? God damn. There's a great fan reaction that I found. A uh, quote. What is it with authors of sexy vampire books that make them act like their lead character is their secret boyfriend who will be cheating on them if he makes an appearance in someone else's story? Uh, I think you just fucking figured it out, dude. Like, I think that's exactly what it is. Like, do you think Stephanie Myers fucking hates E.L. James? I bet she hates E.L. James. And Rice has actually since this is this is sort of where the story comes to an end because there isn't there isn't a conclusion with this. It's Anne Rice threatened a bunch of people and it never got resolved, which is unfortunately kind of the way of the world. These yeah. people had to run away, and she got to keep writing shitty vampire erotica. However. She has softened her position on fanfic. In April 2012, she was quoted in an interview saying, I don't ever want to read about my characters in someone else's writing. It's too upsetting to me for me because they are mine and from my mind. I never read fan fiction. Other writers feel differently about it and are happy encouraging are happy and encouraging of it. I don't make judgments. I prefer to ignore it. Well, Quick editorial. Uh, Quick editorial, Anne. I don't I wouldn't consider legal action ignoring it, but that's just me. Continue quote. But if Fifty Shades of Grey grew out of that, well, 
there are no rules. The books can come out in any variety of ways. And similarly, in November of 2012, she elaborated further. I got upset about 20 years ago because I thought it would block me, she says, of fanfiction. However, it's been very easy to avoid reading any, so live and let live. Again, Anne, I don't, that doesn't really seem like that's your ethos with fanfiction. Mm -hmm. That's just me and all <laughs> the people that you harassed. If I were a young writer, I'd want to write my own ideas. And you make Bram Stoker, you make I mean, Bram Stoker fan fiction. She's already stroking off to Stoker, so get your fucking get off your fucking high horse. Piece but maybe fan fiction is a transitional phase. Whatever gets you there gets you there. So she still has this kind of incredibly condescending shithead attitude about fan fiction, but at least it seems like the litigation has stopped. And that's my story for this week. Anne Rice is a total fucking shithead uh, who who sues perfectly nice, harmless people who just want to write fanfic, which is what she does anyways. Uh, it's let people create what they want to create as long as it's not actively fucking hurting anybody. Just add her to the list of people we don't like. I just get so mad when when people go after independent creators especially independent creators that aren't profiteering off of their work it, that are just doing it for the love it drives of the game me fucking crazy anyways yeah, it's the worst liam i i believe now is a good time to hear from our sponsors would you like to tell us who that is tom liam so it's time to hear from our sponsor i know usually we have like a fun little thing where we kind of like walk around what it is and then decide it but uh, you know, this company doesn't like the coyness and just would like us to be kind of upfront. I can um, get behind that. So, essentially, uh, have you heard of Christian Mingle? I, uh, well, I was born and raised Irish Catholic, which means I've heard about it every single day of my life that I've spent single for my family. Yes. So, I'm sure what you don't know is that they've recently paired uh, with a sex toy company called stretch em good that's what their name is yep good nothing nothing gets me horny like wet christians well that's that's exactly what this brand is called wet christians it's a series of christian based sex toys so it's it's everything you could want but for a wholesome sexual experience do you need a full latex pope costume do you need uh, a giant cross that the end is also a receptacle to stick inside your vagina? Or but, Tom, their slogan is, Jesus is inside all of us. Isn't it time we return the favor? Jesus is inside all of us. Isn't it time he got inside of you? God, Jesus is daddy. Everybody thinks God is daddy because he's the father. No, Jesus is daddy. His long, his long flowing hair the beard that dude also you know that jesus was fit oh my god jesus washboard abs washboard abs hey vin hey vin jesus could jesus could destroy you in a crunch contest that's what fast and the furious 10 is about yeah it's, it's just jesus and vin diesel in a crunch contest <laughs> 
Well, they have the Jesus dildo that you're supposed to lock in a cave for three days, and then you're allowed to use it again. Well, that's how they build up the pleasure. It's the it's all about the anticipation. Stupid podcast. And you have to roll the boulder out, so you get all sweaty. Natural is sweat is not natural lubricant. If you need a butt plug that looks like Mary Magdalene or a Bible that you can also use as something to spank with and is cum resistant. They have a male sex doll. They have a male sex doll named Samson. And oh my God, be so careful with his hair. Super, if super you cut careful. it off, if you cut it off, so it careful immediately. They have a great, uh, they have a great dildo I'm a big fan of, but it's just a bag filled with salt. So it's a little salt pillar. Not good for getting wet. In fact, quite the opposite. It will literally suck moisture out of your genitals. Listen, Liam, this is all fun. This is all very fun. I want to know, how do I sound? What are my sounding options? All right. I'm glad you asked. I'm not. Would you like to sound yourself with hem from Christ's robes? A single hem that has been frozen so that you can apply it right into your urethra. Yeah, I was going to say, how does how do I shove the fabric down there? Do you have anything more solid? Because because I don't know about you, but my penis is very warm, usually. most It's like, do- like dog genitals. You get, yeah, it gets... no, of course, of course. Oh my god, this is the most gruesome ad we've ever done. Do you want to stop? Should we just stop? No, no, because I asked you a fucking question about sounding, and you provided me you provided me an insufficient answer. For people who are a little less uh, patient, there's also uh, I I'd recommend the smallest rosary that they have. Uh, it it'll give you little beads of pleasure that will uh, you'll you're really gonna like them inside of your cock. Use the promo code Media Majors on Wet Christians, and you'll get a, and just a free fuck apology up your card. Balls. Just fuck up your pussy and balls. Yeah, the Father, the Son, and the Taint. Oh Jesus, Liam, free me. Would you like to hear my story? God, yes, anything. May twenty eighth. Oh Jesus, fuck. Nineteen ninety three. The Super Mario Bros. movie is the first video game movie ever. Oh, fuck. I love this. Since then, 33 video game adaptions have been made. None of them have gotten a Rotten Tomato score higher than 50. The top three contenders are Final Fantasy The Spirit Within, 44%. The Angry Birds movie, 42%. and, And Prince of Persia The Sands of Time. Also, fun fact... Half of these movies were directed by Uwe Boll, who we'll talk yep. about in a, I'll talk about in a later episode. Oh, Christ. Now, 33 movies have been adapted. 33 video games have been adapted. And of course, there is more on the way. Tom, I'm going to ask you, how many video game movies do you think are currently in development? 33 have been made since, since 93. Okay, I was going to say around 20. 55. And Tom, I'm going to read a list of all 55 of those video game movies currently in development. Do it. And you and I are going to just riff on this shit. All right. So, alphabetical order. Angry Birds 2. Number one. Um, you know, the movie made over $300 million, so obviously they're going to make a sequel. Weird fact, it was written by a Simpsons writer. Uh, Assassin's Creed, December 21st, 2016 yeah. is when it's supposed to come out. That one's that one's poised to be maybe the most successful game movie. 
That well, it's funny that. you say that because the next one is Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> First movie hasn't come out yet, and they're already planning the sequel. Oh, so boy. hopefully it does well. Yeah. Uh, Asteroids. They've made a fucking battleship movie, my dude. I wouldn't put anything past them. The rumor is that they're trying to do a dark comedy with Asteroids, so fuck if I know. All right, Bioshock. So this one's actually been in development for a really long, long time. time. Yeah, um, I've read about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fede Alvarez was attached to it for a little bit. He was the guy behind Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake. I could totally oh. be getting that wrong, but I believe his name was associated with it for a little bit. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Gore Verbinski was at one point going to direct this. These this the Pirates, true. the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Ken Levine, the Bioshock like creator, is still trying to get it done. I don't think it could work as a movie. I don't think it could work it as a movie. I also think that Bioshock is a terrible video game. I think Bioshock Infinite is a bad video game. Bioshock 2 is a great video game. Borderlands. Borderlands, Borderlands would work as a movie. Telltale. No, no, no. Border Borderlands would work as a TV show. Animated half-hour TV show. The tone and world works for a movie. TV There's show. a lot of potential there for adaption. Uh even even if all the characters and jokes aren't just like memes uh like do you know memes man if if borderlands 2 had come out in 2016 there would have been a fucking harambe joke in it uh the call of duty cinematic universe so i'm not even gonna get fucking into that that's a fucking dumb idea i think you would have to abandon the call of duty aspect and just make a movie Linking it to the game is just going to cause more stress. Call of Duty's never been a game. It's always been a movie. It's a, it, Call of Duty started as an adaption of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. It's it it's like making a movie based on a book based on a movie. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. Call of Duty's never been about the game stuff. The game stuff isn't important, and that's why nobody gives a shit about the single player, even though it's really smart anti-war critique. Adapting. I'd say some of them are smart anti-war critiques. I feel like some some of them are very mishandled, especially how they treat Arab people. Uh, Centipede. Don't know how they'd make a movie out of that. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's it's there's fucking trolls. Uh, Dante's Inferno. I know so, how you'd make a movie about that, but that's a Dante's Inferno. Yes, I know exactly how you'd make a movie. Out yeah, of that. no, and the Dante's Inferno video game is is super cinematic. It's very easy to tie tie that into a movie. It's a garbage video game. Though. Oh, it's a terrible video game. But the the basic story works better in a movie than the actual book Dante's Inferno, which yeah. could never work as a movie. No. Um. Okay, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. I want to dig into this one a little I bit. I want that. I want that movie one hundred percent. Well, it's happening. Uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, I don't know cool. if you know that series. but Oh, my God. Go. Deus Ex is one of the most influential RPG okay. series of all time. It's so good. And would totally work as a movie. Continue. Devil May Cry. Okay, yeah. That works. Uh, the Division. No. Please don't do The Division. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want... I don't want... I don't even want The Division to be a video game. Don't make it into a movie. Far Cry. Even though Uwe Boll has already done a shitty Far Cry movie. Firewatch, which would be better as a movie than a fucking video 100%. game. 100%. Here's one. I'm curious to see what you think about. All right. Five Nights at Freddy's. If you make that campy as shit, just like make a campy as hell, goofy, like lots of blood, lots of violence. Monster House director Gil Keenan is helming it, and they got Henson Creatures to do the animatronics. Awesome. Awesome. So that one, I think awesome. it might actually awesome. be good. Awesome. 
Um, Fruit Ninja, because God is dead. How? I mean, you question how Borderlands would work as a TV show, whereas I see it as very episodic. How can they make anything out of Fruit Ninja? Uh, Gears of War. Yeah, sure. I see that. I see it. Gears of War 4 is fucking great. Ghost Recon. Sure. Yeah, that's been in for a while. Uh, yeah. God of War. It'll never it'll never see the day. It's, it's too expensive to make. Uh, Gran Turismo. Sure. Um, whatever. Half-Life. That's never. They're not even. They're never gonna release Half Life Three. They're never gonna release a Half Life movie. Halo. So a Halo movie has been in the works since two thousand five, but that turned into District Nine. And again, a problem with a Halo adaptation is the silent protagonist problem. Well, Master Chief is not a silent protagonist. He's oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I thinking of Bioshock again. Um, boring protagonist because Master Chief's fucking boring. Yeah. There, there's been a couple of Halo miniseries that were actually pretty good. I can't. Yeah, remember I've the heard, I've heard that, but I'm counting theatrical yeah. only. Uh, Heavy Rain. Fuck David Cage. David Cage is a shit writer and he's a shit designer. I hate his video games. They're awful. Oh my god, Tom, tying it back to last week, NYPD Blue writer David Milch is supposed to do the script. Oh fuck off. Steven Botchko protege Milch. Oh, Fucking awesome. Fuck off. Kane and Lynch. Kane and Lynch is awesome. Kane and Lynch 1 and 2 are severely underrated, even though they're deeply flawed. Uh, originally supposed to star Bruce Willis and Jamie Foxx, and then in 2013, it was Gerard Butler and Vin Diesel, and now it's unknown. Uh, I mean, okay, this one's a big a big hunk of obvious, but I've never played it, so I'm, I'll wonder if you think it's filmable. The Last of Us. Do yeah. you think it would work as a movie? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Again, externalized drama i'm not talking about the shots and stuff i'm talking about the story does it have external conflict last of us would 100 percent work as a movie it would be hard to tell the story that they did in the game in a movie because games don't have to follow the three-act structure yeah uh mass effect sure i mean i feel like Why that's not? I, I just why not like fuck it who yeah that's what i thought metal gear solid metro 2033 oh it was a book initially adapted yep. into a video game i think it would work as a movie have you seen stalker stalker yes well right, stalker stalker is a movie adaption of a book of a book that was also adapted into a video game and both the hmm. movie and the book are fucking great and well, Metro the... 2033 is very similar. It's it's like Russian post-apocalyptic literature. I think that it would work as a movie. It would have to, to, to capture the essence of the game. I've not read the book, but to capture the essence of the game, it would have to be kind of a slower-paced, not action film, sort of like an existential crisis film, because that's really what's at the heart of those games. Well, they're looking at Mad Max and Hunger Games as inspiration, so I don't think oh, you'll be getting that. Well, <laughs> you know? Minecraft! Telltale made Minecraft story mode. Minecraft is a fucking kid's game. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, to with that. Listen to care. this. So originally, Night at the Museum director and Stranger Things producer director Sean Levy was going to direct it. And now, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia co-creator... Rob, well, yeah. 
yeah, he's in place directing it, working with the Lego movie producer and some other people to get it off he's, the ground. He's, I think that's a good choice. He's got a weird manic sense of humor that I think fits with Minecraft. And by the way, I called Minecraft a kid's game, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I played the fucking shit out of Minecraft. No, but it's like, I think they're trying to make it a kid's movie. So I, I'm just interested to see what they do with it. Missile Command, which is by the guys who made Centipede. So, oh, sure. Okay, yeah. Why whatever. not? Uh, Monster Hunter. I guess. I don't understand. I don't know how you'd make that a movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Anything involving collecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat, even though they've already made two. I, no, those, okay, here's the thing. Those two movies are great Mortal Kombat movies. They're fantastic. Movies because Mortal They're Kombat. They're so bad. This is, I actually, okay, let me level with you. I love the Resident Evil series. I think. The I think movies or the video games? The movies and the games. The games uh, more than I've, the movies. I've only seen the first Resident Evil movie, and I really liked it. It's probably the best video game out of a movie ever I, made. I, the first I, one. Silent Hill is the best video game movie ever made, but the Resident Evil films are a classic. I've, I've, I haven't seen it. Roger Avery wrote that, though, who co-wrote uh, Pulp Fiction. Here's why. Those films, everybody's like, it's so campy and stupid. Like, yeah, dog. Like, the Resident Evil games are campy and stupid. Like... Yeah. The Re- Resident Evil 4 ends with you jet skiing away from zombies. It's and so then good, the though. president's underage daughter asks you if you'd like to fuck her. Like And you say no. Oh yeah, yeah. Leon says no. But those Because Leon is a fucking awesome dude. I re- yeah. I'm sorry, Resident Evil 4 is Resident maybe 4, my favorite Resident horror Evil video is game. One of the greatest games of all time. Those games are super campy and super goofy, and so are the movies, and everybody's like, but they got the story wrong, and the zombies, are, like, have you played fucking Resident Evil? Like, the zombies start off as zombies, and there are weird giant lizards. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. There are names, there are names, and it's campy. That's what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil. Uh, the Nintendo movie. I don't know what that even is, but apparently the Nintendo movie, like the Lego movie, not like the social network, oh, not like the founding of Nintendo, that's like weird. the Nintendo movie. Huh. Portal. I don't I don't think that would work as a movie. I, <laughs> I agree. Rampage. That would work as a movie. That would be fucking, that would be I, that, perfect that as a movie. has worked as a movie. It's called it's Godzilla. It's called Godzilla. Uh... Raving Rabbids, the Rayman spinoff. No. Mm, that could work as, like, a dumb kids movie. They made an Angry Birds movie. Raving well, Rabbids the only did. problem is is that Robot Chicken writers are doing it, so oh, we'll see how that goes. I love Robot Chicken, but, uh, I don't. yikes. Uh, Rent-A-Hero. I don't even... I, I actually Japanese. never heard of that game. Resident Evil, the final chapter. I doubt it'll be the final chapter. I'll see it in fucking theaters. Yeah, because guess what's next? Resident Evil Vendetta. So no I don't know how it's going to be the final chapter if they're already planning the sequel. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Hey, I own this. I own this. I own this theme park. If you're fucking telling me I can't destroy the tracks and watch all these, these loyal customers die in front of me, then you're a fucking... You're a fucking Ponzi. Uh, Sly Cooper, Splinter Cell. That's sure. been that's been in the works literally Forever. since I was like nine years old. I remember going to Hollywood Video, renting a copy of the original Splinter Cell, and the guy being like, "I heard they're making a movie of this." 
Well, Tom, there's a slight problem, because I've already announced a Splinter Cell 2. Wow. It's because it's a Tom Clancy property. I mean, what, Jack Reacher uh, is is a thing, The Hunt for Red October. People like Tom Clancy books, even though they're shitty and bad and dumb. Uh, Spy Hunter. Never heard of it. Oh, there was a Spy Hunter movie starring, I believe, The Rock. Yep. Spy Hunter's a great vehicular combat game, but there's no reason to make that into a movie. All right. Tekken, A Man Called X. Tekken is just Mortal Kombat, and I'm all I'm here for it because you can fuck it up as bad as you can, and it'll be true to the heart of Tekken. All right, here's the one I don't fucking get: the Tetris trilogy. Is it gonna be like pixels? I believe they are. Well, here's the, the first movie is 80 million production, and they want they have no one. I don't think they have any fucking idea what they're doing. Thief. Even even the Thief games had no idea what to do with the story. And they're great games, but ever no like I don't think anybody on the planet Earth could tell you what the story of the Thief games were. It's like I steal stuff and sometimes there are zombies maybe. Tomb Raider. Are they already made two? So I don't know why they're trying again. They're both not Tomb great Raider but they're movie. fun. Just make the just make the mummy. Just make a just with a lady how about how about this? Shitty. Just make an adventuring movie with a couple of great female characters. Yeah, exactly. That's not that fucking hard. Exactly. Uh, Uncharted. I mean, we've been waiting for that one. They for were a gonna while. make they were gonna make it a uh, a family drama starring like Robert De Niro and stuff, and it's like, wait, Uncharted? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert that De Niro was gonna be sense. in it, and they wanted it to be a family mafia drama. Which, That's stupid. I mean, given Uncharted 4, it's like a family thing, but, like, it's not really mafia. It's never been a, like, organized crime-themed series. Like, I- I'll tell you why it turned mafia. It's because Joe Carnahan is, is uh, the current director. Just make Nathan Fillion Nate Drake. He wants to do it. Everybody else wants him to do it. Guess who they want? Mark Wahlberg or Chris fucking Pratt. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know. I read about that. I've never played Uncharted. I don't think Chris Pratt is the right pick. Oh, not even a little bit. Warcraft 2 and 3. Don't think those are going to happen, Duncan Jones. Sorry your dad died. I'm actually... Warcraft was not a flop. It made a bunch of money. They're going to make more. Watchdogs. White guy sure. hacks people. Although Division 2, despite its its gross, like, meme LOL, Banksy shit, seems like it's actually a pretty good game so far. The Witcher! All right, and then the final one that I skipped earlier. Don't know how this hasn't happened yet. He's already at, he already All right, I'm going to have you guess it. He already has two TV shows under his belt, actually three. Got to go fast. Sonic the Hedgehog slated for 2018. I'm here for it, son. And at the time was described as a CG live action hybrid. Not sure if that's gonna how it's gonna be, oh but those my are the God, fucking so. fifty-five movie video game movies in development. Listen, I love literally every Sonic the Hedgehog game, good and bad. Even the one where he's King Arthur. I, I believe you're talking about Sonic and the Black Knight. Maybe Sonic and the Secret Rings. Sonic Unleashed. I love Sonic. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. So yeah, I thought I'd change the formula up a bit. I just I found that article and I was like, I want to read these to Tom and see what he thinks about this. Also, how fucking bankrupt is hot? Like, video games are so hard to adapt into a movie because yeah. they are so structurally and 
different on like a fundamental yeah. level. They're they're f- by virtue of their length and format, they struggle. I wouldn't adaption. say they're unadaptable, but also I would say that they might be unadaptable. Fuck, man. I can't wait for that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Neither can I. Because even if it's bad, Sonic the Hedgehog is so stupid and bad, they couldn't possibly fuck it up worse. As long as it's not boring, like, I am down, son. Hells yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to try something new. I think it was interesting. Also, a lot of fucking adaptations being made. Yeah, Jesus. 55, guys. That's a lot. Well, that was another episode of Media Majors. Thanks for tuning in. Plugs. I wrote a play, November 4th. I wrote it with with my girlfriend, Jane. November 4th, Bad Theater Fest. November 4th, in Williamsburg. Look up Bad Theater Fest. Come out and see me do stuff. It'll be fun. Uh, Boys Night Video, still on YouTube. Still doing stuff. And I do comedy in New York. Find me if you can. All right. Uh, And your Twitter is... oh underscore high h-a-i underscore i gotta fucking change that i have to fucking change that handle (laughs) it's a fucking room reference uh uh just look up thomas lockney l-o-u-g-h-n-e-y on twitter and you'll find me because i'm one of like 10 people with that last name chaboy uh yes chaboy uh chaboy explains inside i'm working on a new one i finished preliminary vo for the intro which it's all about Dead Rising and the the history of zombie fiction as satire. I write about games and pop culture. Just just Google my fucking name. Yeah, Google our names. Oh, um, there was some issues with the podcast. Episode, uh, only ten episodes would show. That should be fixed. So you should be able to download episode one again. Um, shout out to the podcast community group on Facebook for helping us out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, please. Sorry, I always forget. Please listen to my other podcast, Shmanime. Um, we just released like eight new episodes or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the funniest ones that we've put out. So please listen to them. I I really enjoy doing it. And uh, leave a review on iTunes because as much as we joke about having sponsors, uh, we don't. Podcast, we need more of them. Yeah, we have nothing. This is all word of mouth and and we're very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and as always, we'll be there for you. We'll be there. Except for you. Man.